0: Hello, everyone. Uh, If we've never met before, my name is Luke, and I am so excited that we could be here together and looking forward to our conversation tonight. And I want to begin, I always begin by asking a question just because I like asking questions, I like people sharing with me on the chat. And so here you go, here's a question for you Uh, Who is the most famous person? You have ever met. Okay. So maybe this is a TV star or movie star. Maybe it's an athlete or musician. Maybe it's Ada Bible senior pastor Jeff Mannion. I, hey, for some people, maybe, yeah, he's maybe the the most famous person. Uh, Maybe it's Rick from life. Okay. We're not doing that. Rick is no longer. Anyways. Some of you are like, who is Rick? Well, we'll move on from it. Uh, anyways, uh, two people come to mind uh, for me as famous people. I, one of them I met, one of them I just kind of saw. So the first one, I'll set the scene. I was at Philadelphia Airport. It was, I don't remember the year or the month or the day. But I was sitting next to my wife waiting for our next flight, and I saw the soul surfer, Bethany Hamilton, Uh, Here's a picture of her if you don't know who she is. Soul Surfer, there's a movie about her. So she got her arm bitten off by a shark while she was surfing. Uh, Anyways, I kind of froze when I saw the Soul Surfer. Do you call her the Soul Surfer or Bethany Hamilton? I don't know. I don't know what she prefers. But uh, I kind of froze and I was like, I don't know what to do. She's standing right there. She's holding her baby. She's with her husband. I like didn't know what to do. So I just kind of looked at her and then she walked away and I was like, bye Soul Surfer. Uh, missed opportunity to take a picture or have a conversation, but like, what do you say? Like, Hey, you're the soul surfer girl, right? Okay. Bye. You know? Uh, so I just froze and she walked away. Another one, uh, maybe if if you're like a diehard basketball fan, you know who this is. This is someone from like before I was born, but NBA hall of famer, Dominique Wilkins. Uh, he was like known to be an amazing dunker. Uh, I saw him when he was in older age. Uh, I was at a Milwaukee Bucks game and I was walking down a hallway and I looked to my left and Dominique Wilkins is like shoulder to shoulder with me walking. And I look at him like, I do talk to him like, you're Dominique Wilkins. And he's like, yep. And I could tell he was very much not like vibing with me. Like he didn't want to become best friends. Uh, So I said, I take it you don't want a picture with me. And he was like, no, I don't. Brutally honest, but uh, it turned out, this is kind of like weird that I'm sharing this, but he like was rushing and then he went into the bathroom. So it wasn't that he was like a jerk. I think he just really had to use the restroom. So I have forgiven him (laughs) for that. Uh, Anyways, if you've met someone famous or if you haven't, I can tell you from experience, like sort of famous, right? Uh, When you like recognize that you are like meeting or you have an opportunity to talk to someone famous, You will get nervous. You will freak out. You won't know what to say. You'll feel kind of weird, like, uh, uh, and maybe it'll be like the weird conversation with Dominique Wilkins, or maybe you'll just stare at them like I did with Soul Surfer. Uh, And the reason I bring this up is because uh, we are beginning a new series for a new year, and it's about prayer, now, as a kid, I grew up uh, and I, I learned like that prayer is someone said like it's a it's a conversation with you and God, and I remember growing up and the way I felt about prayer was very similar to the way I felt around those celebrities. Like I was nervous to say the wrong thing to God. I would uh, worry about what to say or what to do when I prayed uh, and. A lot of times it just resulted in me not doing or or saying much just because I didn't really know what to do and I didn't want to do the wrong things. Uh, Maybe you've had that experience before where you, you want to pray, you know you should pray, but you don't really know how to pray or you kind of feel weird about prayer. And so it's resulted in you maybe not doing it as much as you want to. Well, I'm excited because for the next five weeks, we're going to journey together uh, learning about prayer. And not only are we going to learn like what prayer is and how to pray, but we're going to practice praying together. We're going to commit as a Lifeline family, as whoever's watching this or listening to this, to uh, pray consistently over these next five weeks. And so I'm looking forward to these conversations. I'm looking forward to this journey with each other. And I, I know that whether you pray all the time or you've never prayed before, this will be an important season for our ministry where we can grow closer to God. So uh, for tonight, I, before we jump into like how to pray, I wanna ask the question, what is prayer? It's an important one, not just to jump to, okay, this is how we do it, or this is some of the ways we can do it, but like, what is it? And as I said, like growing up, I, I heard like prayer is a conversation with me and God. Uh, a friend, I remember said something like, yeah, prayer is like you, you get to ask God for stuff. Or prayer is uh, you're just talking to God. I heard all these definitions and there's truth in all of them. But for tonight, I have one definition. It's not the only definition, but one definition that I want to communicate to you. And here it is. Prayer is a miracle. And I'll say that again. Prayer is a miracle. Prayer is a miracle because you and I, as broken human beings, get to build a relationship with the God of the universe. Like the God who created everything, who has been here since the beginning of time, who sustains everything, who keeps our hearts beating, We can have a relationship with him, like a real relationship where we grow closer with the God of the universe. Prayer is a miracle. One of my favorite verses in the Bible, it's near the end of the Bible in 1 John. uh, It's one of the early Jesus followers writing to other people who are following Jesus. He's telling them about uh, the reality of who they are because of Jesus. And he says this, this is 1 John 3. It's the first part of verse one. See how very much our father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. Let me read it again. See how very much our father loves us, for he calls us his children. That is what we are. My friends, prayer is a miracle because God sees us no matter uh, what we've done or where we've been or what we're thinking about ourselves. He sees us and he wants a relationship with us. One that is similar to a loving father and a child. That is amazing. It blows my mind. It's unlike anything else I can imagine that the God of the universe not only knows me, but wants me to experience a relationship with him. See, because of prayer, you and I have unlimited access to God. We have God's ear. We have God's attention. We can have closeness with God. And the thing is, it wasn't always like this. See, uh, thousands of years ago, a little uh, history lesson. Thousands of years ago, I... Uh, God used something called high priests, these people called high priests, to kind of uh, go between him and uh, humanity. See, uh, God is is holy. He's perfect. He is uh, all good. He's all powerful. And as humans, we're we're not. And so naturally there's distance between us these imperfect beings and God who is all perfect, all pow- all powerful and all holy. So God knew this and and with the people of Israel he made this plan to uh, Uh, communicate with them and have relationship with them through these people that he selected called high priests. Now, the role of a high priest uh, was two things, among others. Uh, One was the prayers of the people, and two was sacrifices— so let's talk about uh, prayers first. If you had prayer requests, things that uh, were on your heart and things that you wanted uh, taken to God, you would go to the high priest. You would tell him these things. He would uh, go into the, the, one of the inner parts of the temple and he would light incense and, and kind of release these prayers up to God. That was their, their system. And then talking about uh, sacrifices uh back then if you did something wrong let's say you're you're living thousands of years ago in Israel uh you want this, this relationship with God to be made right, you do something wrong. You, you lie to your parents. You would have to bring a, a sacrifice of sorts uh, to the high priest, an animal or something, to the high priest. He would sacrifice it on your behalf, and then your relationship would be fully restored through the high priest. Does that make sense? So uh, this was kind of the system that the people of Israel had for this relationship with God. And guess what? They did this over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again because they kept sinning. They, they, they kept being imperfect people that their, their wrongdoing had to be made right through these sacrifices. Well, God had a plan. He had a plan to to make one high priest that would represent all people for all time and one sacrifice that would cover everyone's wrongdoing for all time. And that was Jesus. See, Jesus came to earth as, as God in human form. He lived this perfect life and he died on our behalf. And when he died, He became the sacrifice that you and I needed to have restored relationship with God. But more than that, he became our high priest. I know it's not like a term that we say all the time, but he became our representative uh, for us to God. This is amazing because when God looks at me and all of my imperfection and all of my, uh, things that I wish I did differently and all my mistakes and all of my sin, the times where I really mess up. He doesn't see that. He sees the one who is representing me. He sees the beauty and the perfection of Jesus. The writer of a, a book in the New Testament by, uh, named Hebrews uh, says this. He says um, this high priest of ours, meaning Jesus, uh understands our weaknesses, for he faced all the same testings that we do. He was here on earth, just like we are. Yet he did not sin. So I love this. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. Let us talk to God in confidence. Let us approach God knowing that when he sees us, if we follow Jesus, he sees the beauty and perfection of his son. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. My friends, because of Jesus, you and I have total access to the God of the universe, And it's not just that he hears what we have to say. It's not just that when we uh, fold our hands and pray or when we're on a walk and we, we talk to God that he hears us. No, it's that he loves us so much that he wants a relationship with us, that he desires us to be close to him as a father is to his children. That is a miracle that you and I can know God, that you and I can uh, have a relationship with God like we do with a friend, a best friend, that we don't have to try to act like we're perfect or perform our way for God to hear us, but that when he sees us, he sees the one who represents us, and that is Jesus. This is good news, and this is a miracle. And so my question to you as we begin this series, where we're talking about prayer, we're talking about growing in our relationship with God, is this, do you have a relationship with God? Have you made a commitment? And have you had a conversation with God saying, God, I I wanna follow you and I ask you to forgive me of all the things I've done. I want what Jesus did on the cross to be the, the most important thing about me. If you haven't, can I talk to you not as the the teacher or speaker guy, but as someone who's made that commitment myself, it is the best decision you could ever make in your entire life. It is the thing that will change you. It is the thing that will bring you hope and joy. And while life is not void of sorrow and troubles, it will give you purpose beyond what you could imagine. So if you want to make a commitment to begin a relationship with Christ, two things I want you to do right now or tonight. First, I want you to pray. Pray to God, calling out to him, asking for forgiveness of the things you've done and saying that you want Jesus to be the Lord of your life. And the second thing I want you to do, I want you to talk to someone. Talk to a parent or a Lifeline leader, or a Lifeline staff member, or, or me. And we would love to celebrate with you and walk with you on your journey as you're beginning a relationship with Jesus. So prayer is a miracle. Because in prayer, we get to build a relationship with the God of the universe. And I'm telling you, I'm excited for the next few weeks, for us to uh, think about and lean into what it looks like to build our relationship, to lean into our relationship with the God who loves us so much. And so uh, one thing that I want us to do as a, a Lifeline community is to commit to praying. Whether you pray every day or uh, have never prayed before, I want us to commit to praying every single day. And we made a resource that uh, will, will help you do this. It'll give you some focus and direction as far as how to pray. And we'll return to it time and time again. It's a resource on our website. So if you go to uh, Lifeline, lifelinestudents.org pray, there is a prayer guide for you. This prayer guide walks through some simple prompts and kind of questions for you to answer as you dialogue with God. It will help you focus and maybe give you some things to journal about or even just talk to God about as you're beginning this prayer journey. You can go back to it again and again and again. You can bookmark it on your tablet or on your phone or something. This, I've been doing this for a few months, and it has been really helpful for giving me focus in my prayer life, and I hope it does the same for you. So check that out. The uh, another thing that uh, is on there is just a video of me talking about kind of how to use a prayer guide. So uh, that should be helpful for you as well. So we can join on this, join together on this journey of praying together and of growing in our relationship with God, growing in our understanding of uh, who he is and how much he loves us through prayer. So, Before I close this in prayer and before we uh, go to our Zoom groups or before we have discussions, I want to give you just a couple really practical tips as you uh, hopefully are committing to praying over these next five weeks, okay? So this is uh, something I read from in a book and uh, it's a good mindset to have as you're beginning this uh, process of prayer. So uh, a couple words of advice for you as we close. First one is... When it comes to prayer, keep it simple. And here's what I mean. Prayer is building our relationship with God. And uh, we can build our relationship with God by praying as we're doing the things we love to do. Like if you love walking, go on a walk and talk to God while you're on a walk. Or if you love going on a run, Talk to God. Pray as you're going on a run or drawing or painting or writing. Like do all those things that you love doing or playing video games. Like you can pray while you play Fortnite. I believe it. I believe it. Uh, God is so good that he meets you right where you're at in the things that you love doing. And so integrating prayer into those things uh, will make prayer simple for you. And uh, I just feel like so many times when we feel like prayer is complicated, it's because we're making it complicated. And God is saying, listen, I'm everywhere and I want to grow in relationship with you. So keep it simple. First one. Second one is keep it real. Uh, uh, If you are sad, talk to God about it in prayer. If you feel depressed or anxious or worried, process those feelings with God. If you feel like you have doubts about life or about faith, talk to God about it. You have a loving father who, uh, where nothing is off limits to him. Like he wants, he just wants you. He wants you. Whether you're happy or sad, whether you are uh, feeling good or feeling down, he wants you, the real you. So when you're praying, do whatever you can to be real with God. And then we'll, so we have keep it simple, keep it real. Last one, keep it going. I know more than than you, or just as much as you, that prayer can feel awkward. Like you sit there, you're like, okay, what do I just think about? What I think about? Do I just uh, do I have to fold my hands? Do I have to push my eyes when I fold my hands? Like how does prayer work? Listen, uh, you will learn the 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 comfort of God's presence. You will learn the the. You'll learn prayer by praying, uh, by reading the Bible, by reading some Psalms, by uh, just doing it consistently. So uh, yes, keep it simple. Yes, keep it real, but also keep it going. And there are days where you might not feel like praying, but God is so good that he still meets you in those. And you know what? You could tell God, I don't really feel like praying right now and processing those things with him. And over time, prayer will become more comfortable for you. And hopefully you'll feel the 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 closeness of God in different seasons. And so my encouragement to all of us tonight, as I'm wrapping up, is that a prayer is a miracle. And we have an opportunity as a ministry, as a group of people, as a family, to lean into that miracle, to not take prayer for granted, but to learn who God is and grow closer to him. So let's let's do it. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you for the privilege of prayer. I thank you that you saw us in our brokenness, in our hurting, maybe that we're experiencing right now, and that you loved us. God, we come to you with our problems. We come to you with our brokenness. We come to you just being ourselves and the amazing thing is that you love us. You love us more than we could comprehend. And so God, I, I pray for each person who's listening to this right now, whether they are beginning a relationship with you or making this commitment to grow in their relationship with you through prayer. God, help them to do that. Show them your comfort. Show them your peace. And may we be a community that lifts each other up and helps each other grow closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.